Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Something. Get you some facts right here. Get you some facts. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Song Facts Podcast. I am your host, Corey O'Flanagan, and this podcast is proudly a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Please think about stopping this right now and leaving a nice review, giving us a five-star rating, and know that it's appreciated. On to the show, because today I'm really excited to bring you today's guest, because I've been wanting to do a feature on a hip-hop artist since we started this thing. I hope this is the first of many. Javon Alexander is from Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, Michigan. Yes, Ypsilanti. Great name. And that is where we catch up with him today. He has been producing beats for most of his life, and in 2019, he released his debut EP. 2020 saw his career jump to new heights as his tribute to Kobe, Mamba Mentality, was released and soon thereafter picked up by the folks at NBA 2K21. I talked to Javon about that and more in this episode, so please, please, please enjoy Javon Alexander. How you doing today? And I'm doing good, man. Well, yeah. Great. Yeah. It seems like it. What a crazy couple weeks for you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just been uh moving fast and slow at the same time. It's kind of weird, but just trying to adjust with what's going on. Yeah. How's the how's the release been? It's been good, man. Like what I try to do is try not to look at the numbers so much since it's right at my hand because it's not about expectations of me being, you know, um disappointed, but it's just I just try to go with the flow because I'll get caught up like, oh, I got this. I just try to keep pace. But then it's like if it dips a little, you kind of feel like, oh, dang, what happened? But I just kind of just like the actual response from people personally getting messages. That's where it's like it's been very good. So I'll say that I was doing a little bit of um, I was scrolling through the I was watching the Mamba Mentality video on YouTube and then scrolling through some of those comments. And it's just amazing how much positive feedback you've been getting. I guess I got to imagine that feels great. No, it does, man. And then, like I said, some of those people, um, they've reached out through other social platforms and, and, and stated where they're from. And then it's like they're not even from United States. So that's that's kind of crazy. So I was going to ask you about that, actually. Is that kind of new for you? Because I saw a comment from someone from France. Someone was like, the Latinas are just loving this one. And just like it's starting to just grow a little bit. Yeah. So there is this one guy. Um, he retweets. He retweeted mama mentality and uh-huh. he does a sports channel for soccer 
And he has a huge following from where he's from for like that sports channel. And he has a YouTube channel. He, he reached out to also use one of my songs for his YouTube channel when he does his sports drops. But um, he bought my album and he, he, he was someone that said something in France and I couldn't understand it. So I had to translate <laughs> it um, when he goes on his platforms. And when I, I follow him and periodically when I check his story on Instagram, He'll have one of my songs playing. I won't be tagged. I won't know. I just go through scrolling through just yeah, bored. Yeah. And I said, and um, I asked him where he's from. And he said he's from Africa. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's so, so that, cool. That is different. Yeah. And he's he's gotten some other followers from his post to reach out and talk about how they like the music. So yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Well, I'll say that it's been. I, I'm I'm just wondering. First thing I noticed when I saw the album was 18 tracks. Uh huh. And I'm just curious, right off the bat, are you someone who's got an endless amount of creativity? Because, I mean, that's a lot to throw on an album. So that's what people think. And, and from knowing how other artists work, like, you know, Kendrick, Cole, um, a lot of them talk about how if you're going to record, like, let's say 10 songs, you want to have at least 30 to choose from. Yeah. So some of them go in with the idea of like, I'm just going to work and then I'm going to bring this collective. But I kind of went into the studio each song with the purpose that I know this is going to be on the album. Okay. So it just so happened to be that many tracks. Yeah. Um, I do have some that didn't make the album, but they weren't really for the album to begin with. They were just kind of just songs I was just doing. But I don't have like this endless catalog. There is some stuff tucked in the vault and my ideas are placed down, but they're not, some of them aren't fully developed for maybe the future works. But right now we're just focused on, I mean, 18 is a nice amount, really 16 songs, two skits. That's a nice amount to push yeah. for a nice period of time, so. I like that you're doing the skits too. That's kind of throwing it back. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely something that I think that brings the album together when it can tie together for the story and it's not just um, hits of songs, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it does. What's the, um, I'm, I, you're, you're, where are you right now? Where are you in Michigan? Are you in New York? Where yeah, are I'm, you? yeah, I'm in Ipsen Landing, Michigan. Okay, cool. So what I'm, I'm curious now, you're kind of coming from this, a pl I'm from Wisconsin originally, so we're probably okay. really like close okay. in the terms yeah. of like where we grew up, but how is it just trying to start a career in today's hip hop world? Man, I, you know, I talked to Chris about that, my business partner, and it's like, I really be sitting here thinking like, I wonder if this is what these people went through or this is how they felt when they start. But yeah. we tried not to get into like comparing to other people's success and stories because everyone literally has their own way of getting there. But that's something I want to show. I want to showcase what it feels like being like taking it seriously, even at 27 and not looking like, dang, it's too late. There's a lot of people that made it at like 19 20 they got a viral song or whatever but like starting and taking it seriously yeah it's like we're all watching me it's like that one movie with uh jim carrey i forgot what that movie was called but the truman show okay it, it's like i'm like i want to create the show of people literally watching me see what it's like to be an independent artist to try to make their dreams come true all the way through without like looking back and saying like oh this didn't work but like keep trying so it, it is it feels like it can be difficult sometimes, but it's also a new experience for me because I know that I'm taking it seriously. I know in my mind, in my heart, that I'm actually like doing the right steps or trying to to actually get to where I need to get to. Okay. I really like that. I mean, I'm, I'm all about just trying to – because we just live in a world now where everyone just shows the highlight. 
and we're yeah. we're we're our attention spans are thirty seconds, whatever it might be yeah. that a video can hold someone on YouTube for, and then to be able to like say, no, I'm going to show the struggle of it too, and I'm going to show the ups and downs and everything. I just think people are going to gravitate towards that and appreciate it. I saw one of the comments on on the video where someone said, "I can't believe this only has 500 views," and I think it's got more than that. It was a while ago. Yeah. They, and you're just you commented back and were just like. That's all right, man. It's cool. I like the slow grow. I'm, I want to just watch this thing kind of develop into what it's going to be. And I love yeah. that mentality. Yeah. What's the, um, okay. So I'm someone who's kind of a throwback hip hop fan. My, my world started with too short and I just, I just dove into that guy and I just love his, and this album kind of has this nice slow pace and these slow jams that I kind of, related to that and especially a song like dangerous and every single nigga that she dating whenever you're around her you gotta be careful cause shawty seems dangerous cause she's dangerous shawty you fly young cutie pie everything about you just seems so fine you say you the baddest i don't see no lies every time you hit me up girl i'm gonna reply with the quickness yeah i don't play games baby listen i'm gonna take care of you while i take care of business yeah i'm the hottest in the business yeah you really got these other niggas tripping they wonder if she's single they like who is she on um, i just got a mama that a louis vuitton and now i'm wondering if you wrote that song about someone in particular um, because to me, it's about how we can all get pretty distracted from everything when a new love comes into our lives. And I'm wondering if I'm on the right track at all. Man, you know, it's crazy. I haven't broke down that song, but the way you just described that is actually true. So here's like a new like Easter egg, I guess, within this interview that I have not been able to share yet because I haven't even thought of this side of it. But yeah. um, Dangerous was written inspired by a specific someone. Okay. Um, most of my songs, any of the lady records, they're usually inspired by someone that I might have been talking to at the time or someone else's story that I know we all can relate to. Got it. Um, but D Dangerous was definitely inspired by a specific someone. And she knows that. Um, and the way the album was going to be structured before was it was going to be two songs that had to do with like the meat of the album, what I'm going through, the come up phase and then a lady record. And that's because they would always come into certain parts of my life where when I wasn't focused on me, then it was on like what was going on there. And uh. then it didn't work. And then it's back focused on me, but I restructured it differently. But that's how it was originally going to be structured. But um, now I structured it differently where the lady records are together. But what you just described about, you know, getting caught up in the distraction and, and uh, that is exactly what a lot of those have kind of been but that's what that song specifically was about yeah yeah i can see that i, I you kind of you produced did you produce every song on this yeah so i always like i did produce all the songs but i always make sure i give the um the co-producers the credit like there's a few tracks on the intro the two different piano parts that was by two different people and switch up by my boy b james and then the skits were done by Hicks, who also plays the keys for the okay so it was a co-production um but all in all i'm a producer first so i produce yeah. all my music yeah do you do you want to keep in the production role or do, if you had to make a choice would you go one way or the other or would you be like a, i'm not making that choice <laughs> that's a tough question man because there was a point where I, where someone told me that i could not do both really great. yeah there was there was at one point they said i'm gonna be honest with you if you want to be 
really great, you're going to have to choose one and just go with that. And you were like I, Kanye. I felt, yeah. I, and, <laughs> and that is my biggest, that Kanye musically is my biggest inspiration when it comes to music. Um, but hearing that, I always get caught in what I want to do. Like I'll, I'll make it. So anytime I'm in the middle of making like some type of beat or working on something in the 30 seconds of me just making whatever I'm making, I'm always writing or rapping to it. So I'm like, oh, let me lay this down. I pull my mic over here. Yeah. And I'm like, let me lay this down. And then then I build around that. Even if it's a 30 second snippet, they used to call me the snippet king because whatever <laughs> I posted on Instagram, that snippet, that's all I had. I already worked on something different. I never finished my songs. So okay. some of this work is me coming like down the ride. It was days at a time that I said, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to work on these 30 seconds of the song. And I would just work until the song was finished. But production is something I want to go down as a producer. I only became really the artist because people weren't buying my beats. But I just start fiddling with more. This is me saying I'm going to be taking it seriously as an artist. So I won't be surprised in going to my next work if I allow, I ain't going to say allow because I want to seem like I'm not going to work with them. But if I don't have more productions from some other producers. Because yeah. I want to test out that realm. But at the same time, I'm a producer at heart. So I've been like on this thing where I try to go to the studio and make three beats a day. Yeah. Okay, let's try and keep in this vein because this this caught me because I didn't catch the sample right away. But I listened to Switch Up a few times in the, over the last few days and all of a sudden it hit me and I'm like, this motherfucker got California Dreamin' in a hip-hop song by the Mamas and the Papas. And I went and, like, YouTubed it just to be sure. And for sure enough, it's the opening guitar lick that happens. But they would always clown me. Not them same girls can't help but be around me. Yeah, I got hits like clowny. Yeah, I don't miss like Clay when he's down three. Too many people back home wanna doubt me. Lost in the wild, but I guess the A found me. I guess the And I don't think I could have imagined that having a beat behind it. And that's just that's just a different and creative mentalities. But I'm just wondering how that came to be. Shout out to B James, man. I I I hope I can send him this clip because uh <laughs> he's gonna laugh. So he when I was in Atlanta, he brought me this song mom uh california dreaming and um he was like bro you should sample this i don't know how to do it and i'm like sample what and he played I'm, I'm, i looked at the cover i'm like all right let's hear it like because <laughs> i'm looking at this cover i'm like this looks old bro and um but it's cool but i'm like it just looks real old yeah. so i was like all right let's play it and then like i played it and i tried to skim through it he's like no 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 in the beginning because i tried to just skim through it like to find out what he was talking about and uh, and I heard it. He's like, yeah, sample that. I was like, this part? And then, like, yeah, to slow it down. So he was guiding me through how to sample it, And we sat and we worked on that beat together. So he brought that sample to me. But what people don't know is we made a joke. <laughs> that song, that beat, is four years old. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I made that, like, four <laughs> years ago. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what the so beautiful thing is about music, man. Like, I made that four years ago, and some of the stuff that I've been working on that I know I'm going to use for my next project, the longer it waits because I'm going to be pushing this album all year next year. Yeah. those Some of those productions that I know I'm going to use, I'm just going to rekindle that fire by just touching up on it to make it more, umph, or like, give it more umph with new sounds. But some of those skeletons of those beats are going to be five years old going in after next year. So... 
I plan on using a lot of the stuff that I've made back in college. It's yep. just, they're sitting on my laptop, but that's how that came apart. And um, I remember that opening line was to a different beat. I think I was rapping to Biggie. That's why okay. you have that flow of, I didn't came a long way from spending long days in the hallway, spitting the broads and Broadway to see what the broads say. But that was something else. And what, when I had to switch up the timing to that, it sounds so good. That's why yeah. I was like, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it caught me and I was just like, okay, this is that. I don't know. I hadn't heard that. I didn't see it coming. I think is what I'm trying to say. It just, mm -hmm. it, it threw me off when I heard it and I was just like, okay, he's trying to go back and sample some stuff from like you said, like way back. And I mean, they're not like crazy old, but they're 19 right. late sixties, that kind of band. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So that, let's jump into Mamba mentality a little bit. Mm -hmm. How does, how does a Michigan guy end up writing a song about Kobe? Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, man. <laughs> it, uh, so my age to 27, like I don't have good memory in general, like in high school. I just don't remember it like that. But like talking to my parents, everyone remembers where they were at when 9-11 happened. I don't, yep. I just don't remember. Um, but everyone remembers that day. I remember where I was at when Kobe died. Like I, and I'm not, I'm not, a, that's the crazy thing about it. I'm not one of those bandwagon Laker Kobe fans. Yeah. No, I'm just someone that has so much respect for him that his death showed me way more than his basketball highlights could ever have shown. So just seeing how many people he's impacted, it's like, man, if I could inspire 1% of the people that Kobe inspired, that's a successful life for me. Yeah, that's how many people he's inspired across all boards outside of basketball. That's the wild thing. So it's, you know, when he died and I got the rumor through TMZ and I'm like, this is fake or whatever. I didn't believe it. I was and, with um, you. I'm with you on that. It, it took me a while. to just No, like, it took really? me. I was in my mom's basement working on a beat and that beat that I was working on happened to be the mama mentality beat. Really? I was working on a beat and I got the news and I'm just like, what? I'm like, no. And I was like, this is not real and then somebody texted me and i remember i stood up when they announced it on the cnn and it started going on and i'm just in my basement pacing back and forth calling everybody like oh my gosh what is like because i was in shock and um it, it kept me that whole day just doing that and i remember at the end of that day i would i mean i cried man I, I was just sitting there like more so just looking at all the people post what they posted about him and what yeah. he meant seeing Shaq and everyone just like i that whole night it was around like midnight that I, the beat was done. And I remember, I don't want to make a, I said, I'm about to just write something about him, but I don't want to make like a RIP Kobe theme song. Yeah. I didn't want to make a theme song about his death. I just wanted to say, what could I do? And I just started thinking of different things that he represented. I was like, I remember it just came to me like mama mentality. And then, you know how you're thinking of something, you just repeat it. So yeah, yeah. I was just like, mama mentality, mama mentality, mama mentality. <laughs> that's, that's literally how I, that's literally it. Mama mentality, mama mentality. That's how it came, just like that. And I start writing and um, I got done with the hook and the verse and I was like, I need to record this at the studio tomorrow so I can release it on all streaming platforms as 
early as possible. And, um, but at like 2 a.m., I was like, all right, I got the first person to hook down. All right, I'm about to go to bed. My dad was like, all right, good night. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm about to come up anyways. And then I literally about to close my laptop. And I was like, but it's not. I was like, ooh, I was like, but what would Kobe do? I remember saying that. And I was oh, like, really? I wasn't done. Yeah. And I was like, what would Kobe do? I was like, I got to finish the second verse. And that's when I finished the second verse. Um, <laughs> and then when I got done, I went to the studio the next day and uh, we did it. And coincidentally, when I finally got the mix and master version by me hitting up my engine, like, hey, I need this. I'm trying to get out. Coincidentally, it came out eight days later. Wow. So that's just how that happened. Had you done um, something like that? Okay, this leads two questions popped in my head when you said it. One, you're working on the beat that became the song. Mm-hmm. Did you have lyrics in mind when you were working on the beat originally that you were like, nope, now this is what it's going to be? You know what? I don't know. I, I was shaking my head, but <laughs> just knowing me, I feel like I would have, but I think I was in the beginning stages of that beat. Like I just had like the loop I was going to use and like the clap or something. It wasn't, maybe I didn't even get that far because I had just started working on it, but I don't know. I can't remember, but that would have been interesting to be able to tell you. I mean, that's a completely, what an insanely memorable thing to be like, I'm working on this beat. Don't really necessarily know what's going to go on with this beat. And then this huge global event happens, this tragedy and then that just happens to be what that beat was made for. That's yeah. just crazy stuff to me. That That's the kind of stuff that you just, it's, that's why I love talking about this kind of thing, because I love that kind of story to find out where this song came from. That's exactly why we're doing this. Okay, the next question that popped in my head was, had you done something that quickly before where you were like, beat was already being worked on, this happens, lyrics come into it, record the next day, a week later, the song's out for everyone. Um, Cause that's a pace. That's that's only happened three times in my life. Wow. It was the first song that I ever did. One of the first songs I ever like put out. It was on SoundCloud. Um, it was it was a, one of a lady records. It was I was so inspired about the girl I was this girl I was talking to that it just the words came so naturally that I put on a beat the very next day and I put it out. Um, that was like in the SoundCloud days. That was years ago. Yeah. Um, the second one would have been Yeah, Yeah, Yeah was my first single off the album, yep. which people don't know. But that, once again, that song was inspired by Nipsey, his death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked for no handouts. I did it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting this money, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I promised my mama to get her a place. Get her a place. She want one in Georgia or maybe LA. Hey, maybe LA. Have one out the country, have two in the states. Ooh, two in the states. I'm telling the critics, get out of my face. Get out of my face. They hope and I fail, they pray and I break. Yeah, pray I break. I'm out of this world, I'm in out of space. Those are the only, and then Mama Metallica, those are the only songs where it came like that. Other, most of the other ones have been a process. Like it'll take some time to get the lyrics formulated to the beat and then go to the studio. Stay tuned for more Song Facts Podcast right after this. Ever wonder how my voice is bouncing off your eardrums so clean and crispy? No? Well, let me tell you anyway. The Lyra Microphone by AKG brings their legendary acoustic engineering to a versatile USB mic that delivers the highest quality audio in its class. 
USB connection. This is good for me because of the simplicity and the ability to just plug and play without an interface. You may have gathered from various episodes that I am doing this show on the road, so being that I record most interviews in a different location than the last, it is good for me to know that I have a high-quality, easy-to-transport and use USB mic like the Lyra to make sure my sound is clean. Whether you're like me and recording a podcast, a musician recording vocals or an instrument, or if you need to do a voiceover for a YouTube channel, Lyra's innovative AKG Adaptive Capsule Array adapts to your performance to record pristine audio. It has four versatile capture modes. What's a capture mode, you ask? That is how the mic picks up your voice. Just trust me, with these four options, it's really all you're going to need. With AKG Lyra, you'll be up and running in no time, no matter your experience level. There's no assembly, no need for separate audio interface, no fiddling with software settings. It just works right out of the box. And Lyra is something that is compatible with Windows, Mac, iOS, and Android devices, and all major recording softwares. So, if you're looking for a mic that offers ease of use along with a high quality sound, check out the AKG Lyra and look no further. And I mean, that's just, it's not just, you know, it's a huge thing that you're able to do it, but you've obviously got surrounded yourself with a great team who's able to like be there and be like, and you're like, this is we got to do this like we got to move and people are like yeah no you you got something here let's let's move on it and just yeah. to, like organize it to get it yeah. done because it's not just the recording it's figuring out like is this the exact sound we want are the lyrics good can i get my flow in tight with like how i want it to sound yeah. master it everything mm-hmm. in that amount of time i mean it's just mind-boggling to me to think about um okay i want to this is just such a barrage of lyrics and Take me into the creation of it. Did you ever feel that you were stretching your abilities as a rapper by just writing such fast-paced lyrics? Were you pushing yourself at all? <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> that's, just a good, that's a good question. I, I never, so when you watch a lot of, like when you're on social media, you see a lot of people talk about like, oh man, all these fast rappers, you don't even know what they're saying. And it, it's funny because you know, I listen to Eminem. Sometimes, like, I'm intrigued by some of it, like Logic, Eminem. Like, you have to hear, like, what are they saying? Like, Tech Nine, yeah. like, you have to rewind and what and all that. But I didn't want to be one of those people that was just saying anything fast. You know what I'm saying? But it just so happened with the pace of me stumbling with the mama mentality. Like, when I was doing the mama telling them, it just happened where I was like, mama, they mad at me. Not if they're not going to plan out a strategy to integrate it than anyone after me. Like, I just had to just keep that. That's why the second verse wasn't like that. Yeah. But the first, it just flowed like that. Like, I don't have songs like that no like there's there's parts on yeah 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 where i spaz at the very end of the song but for the most part i don't have a lot of like even on the album there's not a lot of fast rap you see what i'm saying that that's just how it naturally came on that song yeah i know and you're kind of i mean you're, you're stylistically that's one of the things that i thought like is he pushing himself here like was he just trying to like see what i'm capable of asking those types of questions because when you go back into your catalog a little bit, you don't really hear you doing that. Um, and it just kind of sparked my brain to just be like, okay, is this just, is this someone who wants to just challenge themselves and continue to like grow and progress? Like I haven't really tried to just be one of these guys who can just spit like that quickly, but can oh, I? But I definitely knew me doing that. When I start doing that, I said, this is perfect because I don't have this anywhere. So yeah. I did think about that after the fact, 
But at the time, it was just my mama. I just had to keep up that upbeat because I was just feeling so like energetic that the song had to fit that. I couldn't. I didn't want to make a, a like I said a slow like we miss you. Like, no, I wanted yeah. to talk about something that he represented and I had to be up tempo. So it just came out with, the, I just, I decided to go that whole vert. I decided to go that whole length, that first verse all the way through. Cause there was parts where I was thinking about switching it up, but I said, no, I want to go all the way. So Definitely. that's how, that's how that came about. When did you find out you were going to be on 2k 21 and what was that like? All right. So another crazy, another crazy story. <laughs> um, so we went through a new distribution company called United Masters. So not yeah. TuneCore DistroKid. It's just another distribution company. And um, they're kind of new. But one thing that they're good with is you can submit your music from your phone. That's a cool thing from an app. So that's really cool. Yeah. But they they come with different um, it's like sponsors or partnerships that they have. And that's their new attraction for new artists because it's like, look, you can submit your music and we can submit it to these things. And um, one of the things was NBA 2K. I didn't do that. Me going to United Masters was the first time I ever used them. I had okay. DistroKid. I was like, I'm going to go to United Masters because I hear some stuff about them. But when I made the song, I was not thinking nothing about 2K. Like, I believe at it. At all. Yeah. So I got on United Masters. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh, snap. I'm submitting it through this. Here's the date. I try to do it as early as possible, but it took eight days. And... um. And then after it was done and I submitted it, there was this part that says like, submit your songs for partnerships. And I'm like, I click this link and I'm, I click on the phone. I'm like, what is this? And I see 2K20, I see ESPN, blah, blah. So I click 2K, I'm like, okay. And then it was asking for the lyrics, the beat and the clean version, like the edit version. And I had to get that from my engineer because I didn't have that at the time. They wanted so everything separate? Up. Yeah, they wanted everything separate. Okay. So um, I reached out to him like, yo, I need this, like just to also put it for this thing that I see. So can you send it back? He finally sent it back. Um, and I submitted it for 2K20. What they were doing on, on the current NBA at the time, NBA 2K20, they were putting new artists. They were putting new artists weekly on the game. Okay. They would update the soundtrack weekly. That's what that was for. Never heard back from them. I didn't get an email till august or july saying uh i believe it was august yeah the eighth month that saying that they really wanted to use the song and they just had this nba 2k20 with, with the kobe uh cover and that's when i realized they were using it for um they wanted to use it for next gen yeah. so and it's like it's part of the game so it's not even like this weekly thing it's actually part of the game in this in the city which is like the park that you go to um, for your mic, your creative player. So it's a dream come true to even see that. But like, I didn't think I was, I didn't think I was going to get on the game. Like I, you just submit it. Cause you're like, Oh, it's there. But yeah, it ended up working out later wildly for me. So <laughs> it's so crazy. Cause it's a distribution channel to get your music into more ears that I, I just probably wouldn't think of. I just wouldn't be like, I mean, I'm sure that people can like strategize and be like, I'm going to try and write a song that's going to be on a like an NBA 2K or something. I think like so, too. But you know, what's crazy. Just like when artists be like, yeah, like this song, like this song was not even nothing. And this is the song that went crazy. I'm not going to I'm not going to flex and say I'm, I'm going to tell you something to me personally. Mama Mentality is not my favorite nor best song on the album. OK, but for some reason. It just worked out in its favor that not only do people love it, 
and I knew I was going to put it on a project because I wanted to put it as track number eight in honor of Kobe. Yeah. So I knew it was going to be part of a project in my head when I was making it. But who would have thought that would have been the opening exposure song? Like for me, I would have never thought that in any time. Like that was just a song for a moment that I wanted to have on a project forever because it was that that type of upbeat yep. type of song. But I wasn't thinking that that would have been like the one to get me where I'm at today. That's always interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I think that's a story that I hear so much from people of just like, it's not my it's not my normal style. It's not my favorite song, but it's what the masses decided they liked. So, yeah. so okay, that, then that, that actually does a nice little segue for me because you've got a great quote that you seem to be following um, by your grandfather. And can you just, first of all, you know what I'm talking about? You want to tell us what the quote is? Oh, yeah. Um, he said, uh, he said, uh, it's better to be uh, respected than to be liked. I don't care if you hate me, you will respect me some. Okay. And the reason that I think this is a good segue, because I, I really like that quote, because I agree with it so much. Respect is huge. That to me makes me think like a lot of people might say, I just put essentially 16 tracks on a record. This one that's not really in my normal style hit and people are loving it, I'm going to keep trying to go and like clone this and do this for the mass appeal. It gets, I don't, talking to you, I don't feel like that's what you're doing. I, I don't, I feel like you're like, nah, I mean, that's fine. I love that people love that, but I'm going to keep doing me because I want them to respect me for me. And Absolutely. I'm thinking that those kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I want people to know like, and, and this is no knock to any artist, but when it comes to business, I see why artists say like, oh, I did this for my fans. I did it. I would say right now, I don't plan on ever specifically doing anything for my fans um, that would come out, that would step out of me being who I am. So, you know, what I want other, like, don't get it twisted. I love the people that support me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, where they might help me get to is something that I'll be like, see, y'all help me get to this spot. But one thing that I would say for creators in general, I don't care if it's podcasts, I don't care if it's authors, writers, anything in the creative realm, we were that before they existed. Yeah. So, I'm an artist before I had anybody supporting me. I was an artist by myself, my own fan in my mom's basement. So my thing is I want my art to be seen the way that I want to give it and not allow those around me, whether it's positive or negative, to interfere with me trying to get into that feeling of, I want to feed that. Yep. Because that's that's stepping out of what it is that I started off with. So I, I hear artists say like, you know, I, I did this song because I figured the fans would that's cool, but I don't want that to be something where it's like, that's the business. I need to feed something that's gonna feed me. Like, I don't need to do that. You know, I was broke when I started. Most people are in the creative realm. So I'm not gonna step out of my way to, to try to feed something that, you know, it doesn't need to be fed yeah. really. Because, you know, like I said, we were that before anyone else. So I try to like not get into, you know, people, oh, you should make a song. You should do this. You should let me do me. It's like, yeah. if it's not for you, that's not for you. If it is, it is. You see what I'm saying? But 
I feel like it's that type of energy that really gets people to where they want to be because they're not trying to do it for any other reason than just being genuine. Yeah. And I mean, you're uh, the other side of the coin, too, is like you can always walk out and just be like, I'm being my authentic self. I'm not trying to be anybody just because I feel like I can sell another record or two. Right. No, um, absolutely. It goes both. It goes both ways. Exactly. So what? 2021 what a crazy year we've had um it's been a crazy i mean it's been a crazy year for you in so many ways because you've had maybe your best year so far professionally amidst all of this so what's 2021 go ahead i'm I'm up it for you this is by not even like professionally in my career this is by far even mentally like spiritually everything going on as crazy as the world has been this has been my best year ever in why do you think that is i don't know i i I, you know one thing that i i know that like in this time like speaking on COVID, that has caused people to realize is how important family really is and those around you um like your friends and your close ones like your very close ones not like you're just your buddies or whatever that you interact with every now and then but like your close circle it's kind of really brought that to light um but just through everything that i've accomplished this year it's just been the best year for me ever i've just never like we can we can cut mama mentality and me dropping an album out we can take that away it's just been my best health it's just been the best year for me just i've done a lot of things for my first um at this age uh 26 because my birthday was october so i just turned 27 but um, this has been my best year in life. So I, 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 um, that just added to it. The, the studio going to the studio for the first time this year, um, like recording an album, dropping an album, yeah, getting on 2k, like that side of it was just a plus to end the year off. But before that, this has been the best year for me. Good. Did you, did you, I just, just knowing that your birthday was October, did you call the album balance because you're a Libra? Actually, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, I'm you're a Scorpio. Scorpio. Oh, you're yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're late October. But, but no, no, no. I didn't. Um, I um, no, no. Balance was not. No, I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's I what I think. That, though. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Libra. I got scales tattooed on the shoulders. So oh, really? I'm all about balance. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I really appreciate you taking some time with us. I'm I'm so happy to have been introduced to your music and just really looking forward to see what you got coming. And I. It's it shows just listening to you. You've got a vibrancy um, that is just contagious. So keep on what you're doing because you're on the right path if you're if you're just this excited about life. And I love it. Thank you, man. I appreciate this. Thank you so much to Javon for spending some time with us and introducing us to his music. So much talent and just drive in an individual. It's very inspiring to see. Cannot wait to see what the future holds for him. As always, for the stories behind the songs, go to songfacts.com. Get your song facts right here.